You were raised, you have died, put to death then. This section of St. Paul's letter keeps turning on the ideas of death and life, of morality and immorality. These are not comfortable topics for discussion, but they are of infinite value. I remember hearing a phrase once, We have only a few short years in which to win our victories, but we will have all of eternity to enjoy them. I will come back to that. So in this section, Paul is trying to remind us of what it means to live in holiness and what it means to live in the unholiness of the world. If you noticed, there were a few verses that were skipped in our reading from Colossians. This is what they say. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming upon the disobedient. By these, you too once conducted yourselves when you lived in that way. But now you must put them all away. Anger, fury, malice, slander, and obscene language. Out of your mouths. In other words, St. Paul is telling us to get ourselves right with God. St. Paul says, because of these. What are the these? We just read them. Put to death, then, the parts of you that are earthly. Immorality, impurity, passion, evil, desire, and the greed that is idolatry. Then in the verse just following our reading from today, Paul says, Put on, then, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, heartfelt compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If one has a grievance against another, as the Lord has forgiven you, so must you also do. And over all these, put on love. That is the, that is the bond of perfection. Put to death and put on. You were raised, you have died. What have you been raised for? What have you died from? You have died to, in Christ. This death in Christ means that you have died to sin and to the destruction it causes. But I think it is important for us to be reminded every once in a while of what those sins are that we have been saved from. St. Paul's list is far from complete, but he does give us enough categories under which so many of the sins of our world fall. This section of Colossians gives us a very sharp distinction between what is good and bad, what is holy and unholy. And at the risk of sounding judgmental, I think much of this world has mistakenly taken to itself what is unholy, even going so far in some instances to calling what is unholy, holy, and what is holy, unholy. Too many Christians have compromised on the stark nature of a difference between good and bad, between holy and unholy. Shall I repeat what is unholy? Anger, fury, malice, slander, obscene language, immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and the greed that is idolatry. There could be more listed, but I think I would add the chief of sins to our list today. Pride. How much does pride keep people imprisoned in these sins? How many people are kept from the church and her sacraments because of pride? The best remedy for these sins and the sin of pride is confession. Confession brings to light the sins that prefer to hide in darkness. I do not need to repeat the list of unholiness again. I do not think there are many people who are blind to their own failings and faults. The problem is that too many people either do not see them as a sin or they reject the teachings of the church and continue to wander around in, in the darkness or, I think this is the most dangerous, 
they enjoy the sinfulness in their lives. But remember what Paul said, Because of these, the wrath of God is coming upon the disobedient. The wrath of God does come. It has come many times throughout the history of Christianity. But those who strive for holiness do not need to worry, because the wrath of God is for the disobedient. Yes, when the wrath of God falls, sometimes members of the church are victims as well. And that is a harsh reality of this fallen world. So, how are we to live? Put on, then, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, heartfelt compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If you have a grievance against another, as the Lord has forgiven you, so you must also do. And over all these, put on love, that is, the bond of perfection. St. Paul goes on to say, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, as in all wisdom you teach and admonish one another, singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or in deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. What does it mean to do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus? This is where holiness hits the ground. Only what we do in the name of Jesus and with the grace of God can stand in heaven. This is a very basic principle. Without God's grace, we can do nothing worthy of heaven. I said I would return to that quote at the beginning of the homily. We have only a few short years in which to win our victories, but we will have all eternity to enjoy them. Living in holiness is a victory for Christ and a defeat to the enemy of our souls. As St. Paul says in another place, We battle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers of darkness and of this world. Holiness is the mission of every follower of Christ. If you look closely at that reading from Colossians today, you can see that Paul does not believe holiness is an option, nor an impossible goal. Neither should we. So let us pray. Lord Jesus, you told us to be holy as our Heavenly Father is holy. This seems like such an impossible task. Yet you have given us the grace to overcome every temptation for the sake of your glory. Continue to fill us not just with your Holy Spirit's grace, but with the will to make that grace completely active in our lives. You know our hearts better than we know them ourselves. Where they are not purified for your grace and holiness, we give you permission and welcome you to break down those areas that are still resistant to your grace in us. Help us to be conformed to your will and holiness, that one day we may be found worthy to stand before you and hear you say, Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into your master's joy. Amen.